0: And welcome to USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. And our show today is the listening mentor. Sharing this space with me on this screen every week is the lovely and talented Caroline Huard. She is the Harley Street stress expert, helping people bust their stress. And today we're going to be talking about social media. How much time should we be spending? How much time is too much time? Ooh, we don't know. We're going to find out. Let's welcome Caroline to the show and start the conversation. Hi, Caroline.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Nice to see you today. How are things there in London? It's quite
1: warm, actually. I'm quite. I'm really surprised. We've had it really chilly, and now it's warmed up. It's like autumn. Well, actually, we are autumn. <laughs> it's been chilly. <laughs> well, that's
0: pleasant instead of rainy and cold, Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we are British, so we talk about the weather.
0: (laughs) I know, I know, I know. It's amazing. But today we're going to be talking about social media. And as you know, we live stream the social media. So social media is an integral part of what we're doing. But uh, we're also on social media personally, professionally. And sometimes people go down that rabbit hole of just, you know, the middle of the night, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And the reason we're discussing it today is because our show is all about listening and how well while we listen. So when we're doing something else, we can't possibly be listening. We know that. But before we start talking about that, let's talk about the work that you're doing as the Harley Street Stress Expert. Tell us more.
1: Well, I literally help people bust their stress. So if you have uh, relationship challenges, bereavement issues, if you have a physical or emotional ache campaign pain or a mental ache campaign, like stress, depression, anxiety, I help you bust your stress, break through it by identifying the root cause of what the initial uh, time that you first had it, and that will release the emotion and make move you into a place of more inner peace, and the symptom will disappear. Um, I work with everybody that suffers with stress at the moment. I would say, previous to uh, the changed world, it was generally corporates, but now many people are reaching out, and I'll offer a free Consultation over Zoom or Skype or even telephone, if that works for you. Um, And or you can book it in via email. So email me on no more stress at live.co.uk and literally let's help let me help you bust your stress and get an incredible night's sleep.
0: Wonderful. Can you share with us what actually happens during this 30 minute uh, consultation, this Zoom meeting that you have?
1: That's a good question. And essentially, It's very personal. It's bespoke to each person. So when they call up, they might say something like, I'm suffering with a lot of headaches and I'm not sleeping because of them. And then I will start to ask them questions about how long it's been and identify when it initially started. Uh, They will feel a level of relaxation from that awareness, because once you're in awareness and you become a witness to your own unexpressed emotions and feelings through previous issues, events, circumstances, because it's always about an undealt with issue that you've not resolved. And that allows the emotions to release and you will feel really relaxed. I actually talk and work in alpha level brainwave. So your busy mind will calm and you will feel very, very relaxed and that will initiate a very good sleep afterwards.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. So we're going to move into social media. Obviously, social media has a big presence in our lives globally. Obviously, we connect with people all over the world we wouldn't get to know. We can learn things. We can use it as an educational tool. And I guess there's a fine line about how much is too much. So what are your thoughts, first of all, Caroline, about social media as a way of engaging
1: people, a way of meeting new people and learning new things? all of those things are great Um, and at the same time how much is too much when we start to feel very tired with it when we're only living through our social media and not actually being in reality in our physical world because we still have to live we still have to function in our physical environment so that means if it's affecting our sleep because we're scrolling in bed If it's affecting, you know, sort of our day to day working activities and our domesticity and obviously our relationships, family and personal in terms of our relationships. That's when we have to be careful, because if you're on social media and having dinner, then that's not so great. And if you're um, watching a movie with friends or having dinner and on social media, that obviously is being antisocial rather than you know sort of being interactive. So it's about managing the time that you're actually on social media so that you can still allow enough time and good appropriate time to be in your normal life to experience normal experiences, sensory experiences.
0: Now you're using the word normal a couple of times.
1: What is normal? Is there
0: really a definition for normal?
1: Well, having dinner, I don't feel it's appropriate to be um, on social media while you're having dinner, or when you're, say, um, with with your family and scrolling because you're 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 with your family but not with them. So that's that's what I what I mean that you know it's completely antisocial if you're on your phone scrolling through um, your social media platforms and not being with the people that. You're physically with that would be abnormal or not appropriate, or inappropriate behavior. So, why are you there physically when you're really in your phone or on your social media? You're neither in one place or the other.
0: Now, what if everyone at the table is on their social media? Mm.
1: <laughs> I've had that before where they're sending messages on social media. No, that's not great. And I, I feel that, you know, the, the etiquette. Uh, to, to have that uh, beautiful physical experience with people is to kind of say, well, you know, no phones while we're around the table having dinner. You know, let's have dinner and let's interact and be sociable having a meal because, you know, you'll lose all sensitivity of your your physical experiences in life.
0: And what if you're not on your device, but you're talking about social media?
1: There's a lot of that going on right now <laughs> there's a lot of very topical issues and we we are confronted you know every day with all sorts of messages they're coming in from everywhere you know the news there's all sorts of things that have happened um, in our news in the uk uh at, at, you know sort of in this last few weeks all sorts of changes have hit the markets changed things politically and um and and technically, you know, sort of a lot of people have been struggling, you know, financially because there's, the whole thing has just turned upside down on its head. And there's a lot of conversation about it. And so it's a little hard to escape at times. And my invitation is to is to if you're focused on all the negative and that's generally what the news is focused on or the social media tends to be focused on is to bring yourself into a place of more positivity so that you're living rather than experiencing everything from a negative place or from a place of fear or panic because you can get into a hiatus of fear by going right into the messages all of the time and not feeling what it's like to be in your own environment, having dinner, laughing, Watching a little bit of TV, comedy TV rather than you know the news or very uh, political programs. And I know it's very difficult because of our changes. You know it's global; it's not just here. It's global. You know the whole world has has gone crazy. But it's important to come from your mind, which is where you will be living in social media, and come into your heart. Come down into your heart and being with your family from a heart place
0: what if you live alone
1: i live alone and one of the things one of the things i do (laughs) last night i was actually dancing in the office and in my bedroom (laughs) and i was chanting so um that was taking me way out of my head and into my heart and having um doing things that are not not going to cause us to get lost in the the mental state of the social media. When I'm in my screen a lot, and and that can happen at times, I'm scrolling through and I almost get what I would consider is um, eye strain. And it causes me to be very, very drowsy, you know, sort of sleepy. And at the same time, I'm interested. So that's when I feel, oh, right, that's too much. But last night I was um, chanting to Krishna Das online. He was live um, on uh, on YouTube, believe it or not. Um, but I was chanting and dancing rather than being stuck just watching the screen. Um, exercise, um, a little bit of um hobby time, you know, sort of I dance, sing and I, you know, sort of other people have different hobbies, you know, whatever your hobby is, uh, to move into that place of being in your own space, being in your heart rather than in your mind.
0: Thanks so much for sharing that. And, And what if part of your hobby or your desire is education and you want to turn on YouTube and watch USA Global TV and radio? When is it too much, too much?
1: Well that is something that I do uh, frequently that is my uh, switch out and even though the platform is social media uh, my switch out is education oh, so one of the things I do do is listen to um, audio books so I have a, a Hay House um, audio app and and I listen so I have my eyes closed and I listen to books that I haven't you know sort of got the energy to read or you know sort of it's a different way to experience uh, the book Um, and yes USA Global TV is full of educational stuff Uh, and sometimes without watching the screen you can close your eyes and listen or watch the screen but not sort of intently and that's what I would call a different format of social media educational uplifting and Environmentally friendly, I believe, in terms of, you know, certainly the shows that I do move you from head to heart because they're, they're moving you into a place of insight, awareness, and understanding. And I know a lot of shows on USA Global TV have that basis of education and giving you insights and awarenesses from different perspectives. So, yes, I would highly recommend USA Global TV and radio. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned, you know, when we're together for family dinners and I think that the whole getting together for dinner has really changed, at least where I am. I know people have different ideas about even eating, that food is not necessarily the entertainment source that it used to be. Maybe it's, you know, it's fuel for your body, whatever the case is. So if we're not with our family and we're by ourselves and let's say we we do our work and we find time for self care, can we spend the rest of our hours on social media or is that too much as well?
1: <laughs> You're really hitting me with it today. <laughs> One of the things that I've started doing and being really um, being really into it is taking greater care over cooking meals and, you know, thinking about different menus, you know, so that I'm not being boring and cooking the same thing every day. Because certainly when you're on your own, then it's really easy to slip into something like that and, and using different spices and different herbs. So that's something that I've been doing, um, which is for me uh, then food has become more interesting because i'm not eating the same thing more regularly i'm eating different things that have different tastes and flavors uh, the other thing that um, i also do is um, so do meditations you know um, i literally will do an online so social media again gong bath or i will go out and do um, a meditation where i'm lying down and being bathed in sand um, so it's it's really, you know, I keep myself very active by doing a lot of things that I do. And the other thing that I feel is fallen away along from the wayside is connecting with friends, you know, having that conversation in an audio call rather than staring at a screen. Um, and certainly that's something that I do um every day I do have calls that's part of my my work and part of the way that I will socialize with people as well and also my social media feed is filled with jokes and people send you know sort of uh, sending me a lot of humor and so then I find that that is not so challenging because it's making me laugh even if I've looked at my phone at two in the morning and I'm laughing, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm wondering what the neighbours must think about, about me laughing at two o'clock in the morning, you know, it's something that's really funny. And also some of the other things that I do is indulge in my favourite um, drama, uh, you know, to kind of um, lose myself in a space of intrigue. I do like the, the kind of the CIA type things and the, uh, the spy type movies um, and the thrillers and things like that. So, you know, that's entertainment for me, although I don't watch TV on a regular basis like most people do, and obviously listening to radio. So there are many things and we'll all have our different hobbies. You know, I like to dance, chant, uh cook, and we'll all have those hobbies of our own that we enjoy doing. So
0: here's my next question for you. We're not gonna talk about social media. What if someone's doing a hobby? excessively they're spending the majority of their time doing their hobby is that a problem
1: if they're enjoying it no um it depends if it has uh, an effect on other people that can be the problem you know what if they're not just, doing their
0: work or they're not socializing with other people
1: then that can be an issue it's all about balance it's got to be everything has to be in balance um I've known people that have had a, a massive interest in boats, for instance, and they get lost and carried away in their boat work and they forget to work or they they lose the space to earn the to make the time to earn their money because they've spent more time in their hobby. And it's about balancing what you're doing in your personal time for your hobby or recreation. Versus what you do in your daytime and your work, you know, how you earn your money. I'm very lucky, you know, me working in the way that I do. It is my hobby, an extended hobby. um, And helping others in the way that I can is is good for me. It makes me feel amazing. So I enjoy having those calls uh, for free consultations because it makes me feel good. And it doesn't feel like work then. And so I'm very lucky, you know, and I'm sure that there are many people like myself that are doing the type of work that they're doing that they enjoy. The problem is when it becomes too much. Um, I also, this weekend, I spent Saturday, Sunday and Monday at a conference and workshop. And I spent the whole weekend, really, uh, with a lot of spiritual teachers and mentors that I've been working with for a very long time. uh, Essentially, I was in meditation. For most of the time, you know, so I've I slept like a baby for the last, you know, week because I've indulged in my hobby. But then that's made me feel internally better and internally more focused. And so that's changed the way that I'm feeling inside. And when you're doing something that you enjoy, even though it'll feel like work because there were long hours, it's actually introduced a lot of energy and a renewed figure in terms of me and how I'm showing up in the world for others and for myself.
0: Well, thank you for sharing that. That is quite interesting. And I, I think what I'm taking away from this really is that it's really individualized. And when anything is out of control and you're not in moderation and it's starting to flow through into other aspects of your life, then that's where it could be a problem. So I think whether it's social media, hobbies, socializing we have to just keep everything in check and see how we're feeling about all of it as well because i think also things come up for us that we realize oh i was spending all this time in this work and it's not really making me happy or I'm spending all the time hanging out with these people i don't feel too good about it and so that could be an eye-opener for us
1: Mm -hmm. i felt incredible in spending and indulging i felt that Saturday, Sunday and Monday was a total indulgence and at the same time it was my training it was my work it was to make me you know better at what I do and essentially that is what happened you know I felt completely incredibly amazing as the days went through and as the different um mentors and speakers came up most of them were doing meditations and I was just you know on flying I mean I went to a concert a chanting concert on the Thursday night And so even though that's a hobby, it's it's, you know, sort of a feel good hobby. And it lifted me to such a point that, you know, I I've had an incredibly amazing and productive week.
0: And how do you feel about that, really?
1: My my week? Yeah, being productive. Oh, it it was sort of. In spending, you know, what I thought was an indulgent time, you know, sort of three whole days and evenings, and then, another, you know, four evenings, I thought, oh, gosh, you know, maybe I've been a bit too indulgent, you know, I need to make space for work. Uh, That made me uh, even more productive. I had more time for work, I was more energized, and feeling better in myself. And my energy, my frequency was different. So that meant that I was more productive, because I was feeding myself. It's what I call feeding myself to then feed others and give to others. Yeah, I hear what you're saying.
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. I know that um, my week has been really crazy busy. I had 16 hours of production for World Jenny's Day, back to back to back, no break, and then moving and then working all week and being in a new environment. But I find that if you have some routines also, You know, I think it's good to change your routines. And then I think it's also good to have some routines because it gives you that groundedness and that balance to sort of take away or help minimize the uncomfortableness or awkwardness of a new situation.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, moving is one of the the top stressful situations that anyone can endure. You know, moving, selling up, packing you know i'm i've got my property on the market and uh that's i'm i'm looking around and saying i don't know how i'm going to face packing this lot <laughs> You know, i'm going to have to get the removal people to pack because there's just so much stuff and i have lots of plants as well so it's it's kind of making me feel overwhelmed and so i've just decided you know what i'm going to pay for somebody to do it and you know that takes the pressure off because packing Moving and unpacking that actually affects the root chakra, which is your foundation and your stability. So it will make you feel very unstable in in that in that situation, in the movement, and also setting up, you know, your production, making sure you've got broadband. I don't know how you did it, to be honest with you. You know, I was without broadband when I moved here for ten days, which drove me cranky. You know, so it's really it's amazing that you've been able to do all of that and still look as amazing as you do.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. You know, I think it has to do with I've moved so many times since I got divorced. I think I've moved, you know, we go back and forth in a year twice, you know, twice. So um, I would say twenty one, twenty two times and i don't like it but the thing i do enjoy is purging i love to get rid of stuff and give stuff to other people i don't like stuff to go into a landfill or just sit on the street corner to get picked up by the the trash people but i think if you have things you can give to someone else that that's really amazing and for me with the moving and all the other things like even producing world jenny say for 16 hours i Set myself up in advance that this is what's going to happen. And maybe things will happen that I don't expect, but I take the emotion out of it. And Mm -hmm. by the way, the whole time doing this, I have ulcerative colitis. I've been really sick and it's extremely painful. Like literally I could grab onto the table and pass out sometimes, but I just don't. I breathe through it and I say to myself, this is the situation right now. And this is what you have to do. And I don't get all like, "Oh, oh, like some people do. They get completely out of control they start worrying and crying and screaming none of that helps anything but i when wasn't always
1: it takes work when you go into the emotions, that doesn't help and that actually makes you less predictable well, that diminishes your productivity and that's a great strategy that you have going into the going into the practical you know well i've got this much to do and i just want to get this 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 and this done and then that will take me so much time. And you're planning it in, which is what I would do. You know, planning in those three days away in my conference um, was a big chunk of my week. And planning it in and making sure that uh, it, it worked, that I managed myself around it, because there was very small amounts of time to sleep in between those days. And I made it work. And then I made sure that I slept longer you know, on the Tuesday, on, on the Wednesday on the Thursday, uh, because I needed to, <laughs> uh, because it was really, really busy. So that's what I mean about balance. You know, you can have a really stressful and busy time practically, and bring all the energy up to get that done. And then it's important to also rest at the same time as well when you can, and to schedule that in too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And I think also it's about the unpredictability of other people. And I'll just give an example without mentioning any names, but we had two shows this morning and both co-hosts canceled at the last minute. One was a minute and a half before we started. and The other one was a little over an hour. And I thought to myself, okay, I totally wasted my time putting together the promotions and this, that, and the other. And then I thought, well, I have two hours now. I can do something else. But Other people, some other people might get completely emotional, yelling, screaming, calling out to the people. And I just go, it wasn't meant to happen today. And now I've got two hours. I can do something else. So, again, I think it's all about how you look at things and why is this happening for me as opposed to like, even with my ulcerative colitis. I said this to myself yesterday. I said, this is happening for me for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. I'm going to pray on it. But. It's not happening to me, it's happening for me. So I just bring that up because I think it's also about listening to our inner voice and our intuition and our inner wisdom, as opposed to many times that we see on social media. You know, I, 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 review a lot of social media and there's a lot of things there that are just, you know, look at me, look how great I am, look how much money I have, look at, you know, it's just <laughs> kind of, you know, But I just scroll past those. Yeah, but there are definitely even from some A-list celebrities. You know, there are definitely some inspirational things that I see that are out there. That when you're having that moment and you think, "Wow, if this person actually feels that way and they actually, you know, put themselves out there, you wouldn't think that they'd feel that way," that it is helpful.
1: I would I would say that um, from that perspective I have the same insights you know if uh, I've got a client that's booked and it's and they've cancelled you know sort of the day before um, then I'm looking at saying well okay you know I have now a day that I I, I didn't think I had you know I had a, I have a whole half day that I didn't think I had so now I can do something else and uh, even though it's frustrating at the time and I must admit you know sort of it is frustrating <laughs> I won't say it's good um, uh, then I look at the positive of that that time that's been created back into my, my life and what I can do with it productively for myself and um, catching up with things that I need to catch up with. So when things happen, I always feel that they do happen for a reason. And there might be something that's gone on in that person's world that's created that situation. I must admit, I'm preparing um, my lights, my computer, you know, hours and hours before I'm due to come on because the computer does you know technology does some crazy things and he wants to update and it does some awful things you know in terms of not coming on and and so i like to make sure that um all of that stuff works um and i've been caught out on the hop before now where it's doing an update and it's gone into the time that i should have been on a conference call so you know i'm very wary of things like that and it's just that's now part of my my preparation you know i don't just arrive, I have preparation time as well as the show time, and that's part of my work. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I agree. So, for people who are thinking to themselves, okay, I thought this was the listening mentor, I'm still trying to figure out what it is they're talking about today. Uh, how can we bring this back to basic listening skills in addition to listening to your intuition, listening to your gut, and then? making the best use of your time so that you're not distracted or exhausted and have the energy and the interest and focus to be there for someone else.
1: My my invitation from that perspective, and I want to share a short story with you. I was sitting on a tube with, um, with a very, next to a very young person. And I kept, I heard like a, a sort of a peeping. And uh, then he said, oh, he said, that's I said oh what's that and he said that's telling me I've spent too much time on social media I said really I said well that's a bit a bit whizzy and he says yeah he said I feel that I'm spending too much time he said uh, and some phones actually clock up the amount of time that you've been on on your screen Just saying screen time and and I thought that was really a really amazing you know, insight that this very young person, I think he, I asked him, I think he was only about 21. And he, he said that um, it worries me that I spend too much time and um, they give you, he, he downloaded an app that gave him insights to what would be the optimum time. And he said that it also used to cause him anxiety and so, and stress. And so he felt that he needed to manage the time that he was actually on screen. And I'm sharing that story with you because I thought that that was incredible from a young person's perspective, you know, to say, this is not good. And I want to do something about this. And that's because he's listening to himself. He's become aware that when he's spending too much time, he becomes stressed and anxious and he loses time and gets very uh, very stressed and uh, physically um, drained and he said that he knew it wasn't good for him and many young people have that insight so they are looking at how they can do other things and um, from my perspective you know um, this is all about listening because if we're only in our screen in a very small in a very small window of screen, it will cause us challenges in terms of our eyes, tiredness, sleep problems and it will create a stress level because we weren't made to be staring in our phones and it is about having that awareness to listen to have the insight and the awareness that it isn't working for us to be constantly in the screens, that we should have time away from our screens and there are different ways to do that. So I feel that all of this is about being being in tune with your intuition and listening because it can cause other problems.
0: Absolutely, and thanks for sharing about that young person having that alarm for screen time and too much social media. And I think also when we think about being a really good listener, listening at an elevated level, we've talked about this before, how there can't be any distractions. So you have to take whatever is in your mind, whatever you've been dwelling on or worrying about, and you have to put it aside so you could be there for that other person. And it also applies to yourself, to each of us, so that if there's something we're trying to figure it out, we're not going to figure it out by putting ourselves into the television or into a movie or we have to actually create space so that we can find solutions. At least that's what I believe.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that was the whole idea of my concert and the conference. And, you know, my, my training uh, keeps taxing me to look at things in a different way. I'm actually um, just embarking on two online courses right now to move me into uh up-leveling my skills that not only helps other people but will also help myself as well and I'm going into training um, next weekend sorry the the last weekend of the month uh, to up-level my skills in terms of what I do for work so that that is from my perspective my hobby something that I enjoy that actually helps me too you know, so in, in training, my therapy helps me as well as helping other people. So I'm being the best that I can be for myself. So even though it is work, it's enjoyable work and it helps me become better for myself and really takes care of me as well as looking after everyone
0: else. Fantastic. Well, Caroline, with the last few minutes that we have left, could you give an example of one of the clients with whom you've worked uh, a Not a name, obviously, but a challenge the person had and then any kind of resolution or steps forward.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had um, a call from somebody that was suffering with uh, severe shoulder pain and uh, and, you know, sort of upper back pain, sort of shoulder and upper back pain. And uh, they said that they weren't able to sleep. It was excruciating and they'd had it for about five years. And um, shoulder pain and upper back pain is related to um, uh, loss, uh, grief. And it, the biggest sense of grief is, um, is obviously somebody dying. But then there's other types of loss, like loss of a home, a culture, a lifestyle. Many of us have lost our lifestyles um, in our current times. Uh, loss of a, uh, a job, a promotion a friendship a relationship and so all these things even though we don't think about them they're all types of loss and many of us have experienced a level of loss in all sorts of aspects in terms of the way that we are working and living in our current times and he'd had that very severe shoulder pain upper back pain for two years and when I asked him what had what had changed in his life in that time, he said that he, uh, his relationship, his marriage had broken down and he'd, um, literally been going through a divorce in this last year and it was very painful. And I said, well, that will have created the upper back shoulder pain. And he said, really? He said, that's amazing. And in that moment, he, he became emotional and, uh, He said, you know, I just feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. And I said, well, that's exactly how it works. But when you have the insight and awareness as to what's causing the physical pain, because it's not something we think about. We're usually focused on the physicality of the pain and not focused on why. I've walked around, you know, for months with low back pain and not worked out what it is. Uh, you know, it took me a long time to understand what it was that had created the pain. And that was because I was in it. And we don't see it in ourselves. It's only when we become aware by being in a call like I did with that person. And he just said that he felt really calm, really relaxed. And I then got um, a message back the next day to say that he'd had the best night's sleep he'd had in ages and just felt really peaceful. And that was in one free consultation. And I said, obviously, we're all walking around with more symptoms than one, you know. And then if he wanted to do more of the other symptoms, then we'd look at the other symptoms and he'd have the same respite, the same uplift of other symptoms as well.
0: Excellent. Congratulations on that. And also to your client. That's great news.
1: That's why I love what I do. I mean, it's very it's beautiful you know what i do just feels so uplifting you know not only the person on the other end of the phone is feeling good i feel good because you know it's about helping the other person and moving them into a place of inner peace and everything transfers you know so if they feel good i feel good too (laughs) so, (laughs) so i like doing consultations you know whether they're free or you know sort of paid and usually we're all walking around with more than one symptom. So, you know, most people book, you know, if they have the the, the time and the and the budget. You know, so it, it you know, sort of it's a self perpetuating feeling for me, um, that I'm in the world, you know, helping to create more inner peace for each person I work with love that. We are down to
0: our last minute. I'm going to spotlight you again for people who can't read the banner. They're thinking, yes, I'm going to give her a call. I'm going to email. How do people reach out and who do you want to contact you?
1: Reach out on my email, which is no more stress at live.co.uk um, to book in a free consultation or um, if you also, if you can tell me what is the problem, and then uh, I'd be very happy to help you with with busting your stress in that call.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Caroline. I appreciate it. Thanks to each and every one of you out there who's watching or listening now or on the, the replay. We really do appreciate you. We will be back next week. Our next show is actually at a new time. It's presenting Pet Psychic Ominous. She will be taking over the slot right after this. So that's 3 p.m. Eastern time, which is also 8 p.m. British Summer Time. So do join us for that. Caroline and I are saying goodbye for right now. If you feel like you would like to learn how to listen at an elevated level and join our team, excuse me, we'd love to have you. Just go over to drjaclyn.thinkific.com slash courses. We also have a new ambassador, Madeline Chan, who is going to be reaching out to all of the people who have taken the power of listening certification course and introduce them to the rest of the courses like caroline teaches and madeline teaches so that'll be forthcoming in the next couple of weeks so do look forward to that so thank you again to everyone thank you caroline we will see you again at the top see you of the next hour. week bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye bye-bye